Today I'm talking to you about some thoughts that were triggered this morning as I was listening to a scientific podcast that I really enjoy. Science doesn't replace God's word, but I do believe that God is using science to prove his word. We have entered into unbelief that our thoughts don't have life-changing impact in our brain, our bodies, our health, our emotional health, the decisions we make. We tend to minimize what I call God's lifestyle instructions, and we miss out on the abundant life He intended. What I mean by lifestyle instructions are the things we hear all the time that have become cliche in our mind, like, be ye kind one to another, or think good things, or renew the mind. I right away wanted to talk to you about it and share my thoughts on this subject of science and how it relates to our unbelief in God's lifestyle instructions. I'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with Scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me, a suicidal, bipolar woman, and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose His thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. I am fascinated by the discoveries God allows scientists to make. I listen to a couple podcasts that interview scientists and researchers, and I love how they confirm scripture. Science is proving what God has already stated, that our thoughts, beliefs, gratitude, etc. have a huge impact on every facet of our lives. Now, we know this, but most of the time, I don't think we believe God when he says gratitude, awe, kindness, a renewed mind, etc. are the answer. We skip over the simplicity of God's direction in Scripture in how to live the abundant life. We don't believe our thoughts matter significantly in every role of our lives. We don't believe the extraordinary role that awe and gratitude to God have in transforming us and deepening our relationship with Him. We ignore the impact our thoughts and beliefs have on our physical health, mental health, spiritual growth, impact on the world. God is leading scientists to study neuroplasticity and the effects of negative thinking, the impact of awe and gratitude, the freedom that comes when we lose perfectionism. God is allowing the world to prove what we refuse to believe from Scripture. We refuse to believe that God's simple instructions are full of power with the ability to transform and redeem. Why is this? Is it because... These simple instructions make us responsible for our joy instead of being able to blame someone else. Is it because renewing the mind seems simplistic and we want a complicated plan and a to-do list so that we feel accomplished or have greater value? Do we not believe and apply God's instructions because we have let the devil deceive us that positive thinking and mindset is for the hippie, alternative, liberal, woo-woo crowd? 
Or is it because we think we've got our minds well under control and feel there is no room to grow? God's word must become our foundation, and that includes obeying and believing his seemingly simple instructions, or I call them lifestyle instructions, of things like gratitude, being kind, renewing the mind, thinking on good things. 90% of illness and disease is stress-related. That statistic is not referring to mental illness, but rather heart disease, diabetes, many cancers. God's simple instructions and principles are stress-reducing. Isn't that what we teach and preach? But do we really believe that? When we skim over God's lifestyle instructions of thinking the right things and being kind and Christ-like, we are missing part of God's blueprint to a life of spiritual, physical, and emotional wellness. Let's focus back on lifting up the Word of God as our power source. Without it, without the Word of God, you and I have no roadmap. Without it, we are left to choose our own beliefs. Beliefs handed down in folklore, traditions of man, philosophy, and human reasoning. Without it, we create our own God, pulling together a creation that we can understand and that conforms to us, changing as we change. Without the word of God, we have no eternal or spiritual vision, only fleshly and temporal. But we do have the word of God, yet we leave it unopened or unheeded. We read it or hear it in church, but let its power and call skip over our hearts. It's not enough, we say. Or, as the Holy Spirit tries to pierce through our motives, we resist, not believing the impact that small wayward variances have on taking us out of God's will, one thought at a time. We will never have true victory true revival, or deep fellowship with God if we don't start believing his word is the answer. And God cannot demonstrate his power through our lives if we aren't believing his word is enough, is sufficient, is alive. He cannot demonstrate his power through our lives if we choose to stay trapped in unbelief, doubting that God is dependable and faithful to keep his promises to do what he said he would do. Now this was me. I would hear speakers say getting in my Bible was the answer, but I didn't believe it. I would tune out for those moments. And looking back, I see that my true belief of the Word of God is that it had no power. No, I would never have said those words or thought those words. I didn't even realize that this was my belief. I mean, I was a sold-out, genuine servant of God for over 25 years. But I was blinded to the fact that I was completely disconnected from the power source of God's word. My every answer was at my fingertips, but yet unbelief blinded me to it. There is no point or power in renewing the mind if we don't believe the power source of God's word. We then are simply enjoying the benefits of positive thinking, which brings peace, but not Jesus's peace, not peace with eternal benefits. Positive thinking without being connected to the power source is just an imitation of what God offers. It is limited. It only transforms on a fleshly, temporal level. Is that all we want? Is that all God wants for us? The foundational layer of renewing the mind is getting connected with the one true power source and believing every word and instruction, no matter how simple it seems.
Renewing the mind is replacing lie with truth, and truth is a person. Jesus himself, he is the word of God, and it is his mind we are to be modeling our mind after. We must get firm in this belief that he, his word, is powerful and the key to our life and mind being changed and transformed. We also must believe that when he says wayward thoughts hurt us, he means it. We are not to minimize that. We walk around acting on the thoughts we didn't take captive by gossiping, criticizing, lusting, seeking revenge, accusing God, complaining, having pity parties, being completely blinded to our contrary actions and the fact that those actions began as a thought where we had a choice. We have a habit of ignoring God's directions when they seem so simple. When we hear phrases like having the mind of Christ or renew the mind or be ye kind one to another, we just gloss right over them. Listen to what God says in Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh rock in pieces? Nothing God commands or asks of us is trivial. He speaks every word with purpose, power, and wisdom. How long have we neglected his simple instructions of renewing the mind, being kind, not complaining? How long have we minimized his lifestyle instructions as our blueprint to abundant living? We need to decide today, not tomorrow or at the next revival, but today, that we are going to believe that God's word has power, deserves our full trust, and that everything he asks of us, no matter how simple it sounds, is full of purpose that can change and transform us. Ask the Holy Spirit right now to show you opportunities today where you can follow God's lifestyle instructions first in your mind, then in your actions. Ask the Spirit to remind you what God has asked of you already in Scripture. You may have minimized these instructions in the past because you didn't believe they had much impact. But ask the Holy Spirit to help you be obedient to these instructions. Things like being kind, being patient as you interact with people, not allowing your thoughts to ruminate on gossip or criticism or ruminate on fear and anxiety or despair or the future. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you think on things that are good and pure and holy and of a good report. And if there be any praise, ask him to help you to think on these things instead. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember to, instead of your mind focusing on the negative, scary things of this world, to look to God in a time of gratitude and praise, or sing a song that uplifts Jesus, or do something good because God says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Truly, literally pause me for a few moments and invite the Holy Spirit to be your guide and teacher as you move about your day today. God has already given you the simple instructions you need to live abundantly. So pause me and I'll see you in a second. Well, I do hope you did pause me and that you invited the Holy Spirit into your day and God is faithful and you will see an impact by obeying God's lifestyle instructions and renewing your mind because God promises transformation when you do this. Romans 12, 2, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
Now, I have one last piece that I want to add to this topic today. We talked of connecting to the power source, meaning believing that God's word has power and believing that even the simplest of instructions can change and transform our lives. And we talked of not minimalizing God's instructions that we hear all the time, like being kind one to another and renewing the mind. But I want to explain how mixing our faith with God's word causes this transformation to happen. It's because when we combine faith with God's word, he then gets to demonstrate his power. Early on, after my suicidal depression, when I was finally beginning to break free and learning how to renew my mind, God showed me very clearly that unbelief in his word actually causes us to forfeit the demonstration of his power in our lives. In the future, we'll talk more about the devastating impact of unbelief, but right now I want to talk about how it is an obstacle in becoming transformed and renewed because it limits God's power being demonstrated in our lives, limits the possibility of transformation that we are desperately seeking. Transformation and renewal comes from believing the power in God's word, and we forfeit his power with our unbelief. Salvation is the best example of how believing scripture unleashes the demonstration of God's power in our lives. And salvation is the best example of how not believing scripture causes a forfeit of God's power in our lives. And what I'm going to explain is true for every promise in the Bible, but salvation and the gospel message gives such a clear picture. If a lost soul never chooses to believe that God wants to save them, then the power of the gospel sits there and is never demonstrated through the life of that person. And it's because of unbelief. But when that person chooses to believe the gospel, God pours his power abundantly through that life. That moment that person turned from unbelief to belief, they passed from death unto life and were born again and went from a destination of hell for eternity to a destination of heaven. They became a child of God. They became joint heirs with Christ. And their sinful record was made white as snow by the blood of Christ. The list of things that happen at salvation is a demonstration of God's power when we choose belief. Now, to clarify, we cannot affect God's power. The gospel and all the promises of God maintain their power no matter what we do. But that power is only demonstrated in our lives when we turn from unbelief to belief. Remaining in unbelief like I did all those years when I would not believe that his word was enough and had the power I needed. It leaves God's power forfeited on the shelf like an unwrapped present. Matthew 13, 58 says, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Jesus didn't lose his power, right? He just couldn't demonstrate it there because of their unbelief. They forfeited his power and Jesus moved on. Faith unleashes the demonstration of God's power when we believe he will do what he says he will do. And when we read commands that seem so simple, like be ye kind one to another. When we mix God's promises with faith, when we decide to be loyal and believe scripture is true, even the simplest of instructions, then God gets to demonstrate tremendous power in our lives. Now, in the next verses in Hebrews 11, 33 and 34, I want you to notice that the power God was able to demonstrate in the lives of these men and women was because they chose belief. 
who, through faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. The demonstration of God's power in those lives of those men and women would not have happened if they had chosen unbelief. Notice the conviction in Acts 27:25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. And that's the kind of loyalty that we want and that God expects. So when he gives us simple instructions like think good things, always have a heart of praise and gratitude, be ye kind one to another. And we believe that those words have impact and have the ability to transform us, then God's going to be able to demonstrate his power and transformation in our lives. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the science that proves what God is saying in scripture. And you might say, well, I don't need science to prove that God is true and right. Well, we say that, but we are not acting that way. Or else we would not be gossiping and complaining and criticizing and calling ourselves names and destroying our lives with the thoughts in our heads. We would not feel trapped and controlled by our circumstances. We would not be depending on others to satiate the longing of our soul instead of letting God be enough. God has allowed scientists to prove the impact our thoughts and beliefs have in our brain, our bodies, our emotions, and our decisions and behaviors. The discovery I will be focusing on the most is neuroplasticity. God used this truth of neuroplasticity, which goes hand in hand with 2 Corinthians 10.5, to help me understand the impact that my thoughts had on my suicidal depression and my mental illness. And my life has been transformed by transforming my, my mind and my thoughts. And yours can be too. So I hope you tune in. Transformation does not happen all at once. But you can't be transformed if you lack the knowledge you need to be transformed. So if you feel like, I want to get the the fast-paced blueprint that God has for me in Scripture to have the mind of Christ in my motive, in my faith, in my trials and trauma that I endure, how to have his mind in my Bible and my prayer, how does he become enough? If you want those answers faster, or you want to be so secure in that foundation so that you can then teach others, then I really encourage you to go check out my Diving Deep Bible Study. You can find it at thedivingdeepbiblestudy.com. And it's transforming. And I only say that because God first transformed me with it. And then he had me write it down. Now, the song that I'm ending with today is a victory cry after several years of renewing my mind and becoming more stable and breaking free from that suicidal depression. I wrote this song as a result of God teaching me that trials are going to come, circumstances aren't always going to be great, and the world will not be able to satiate my longings, but that he is enough. And that through those trials is when he shines and when his power is demonstrated. And this song is called Enough. And it's from my Glimpses of You album. That entire album is a victory cry. I wrote all the songs on it. And it's a result of the transformation that occurred because God taught me to start choosing his thoughts above my own. And I finally started believing scripture. Your God is enough for you no matter what you're going through. Joy and victory comes through him. 
We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you, but more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow, and until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own. Please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer. Life without trials Heartache and loss may find you Health may forsake you Enemies may come All your resources may fail But it is then that I can show you I can feel every need For each I have a promise I will always be enough You look for a way To matter in life You can't breathe You just feel despair The world has no answer To the sadness inside Nothing ever satisfies It is then that I can show you I can feel every need For each empty place I have a promise I will always be enough Through the fire You'll find refuge under my wings You'll start to trust me Fellowship will be sweet I will never leave your side For it is then that I can show you I can feel every need For each empty place I have a promise I will always be enough I am God Almighty faithful I am patient, gentle, kind There is hope because you know me I will always be enough There is hope because you know me I will always be here.